Alrighty, guys. In and this is the Edge Podcast. Thank you for listening, uh, tuning in, and staying kept up with us. Uh, it's been a little bit of time. It, it's just really hard to kind of get on a schedule here with school and everything, but uh, we do try our best here. Uh, I'm TJ. Asher, how you doing, brother? Uh-oh. I don't know if I can hear you. Mr. Asher. Technical oh, difficulties. Whoa, whoa, my gosh. Oh, no, Damn. my bad. That too loud? Air rape, air rape. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You know what? First 45, that's how we do it. That's how we do it. How you doing today, Asher? How you doing, brother? Dude, I'm chilling, bro. I'm glad we got the weekend coming up, some more football. Um, yes, it's been a while. It's been It's been a while since... A football we've game talked. has been played, too. Yeah, no, um, we've talked, and, and yeah. since the real football game has been played, because I don't really consider Thursday night football as, as too much football being played. Yeah, that, that's definitely not real football there. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when the Bears are playing. You know, anytime the Bears mm-hmm. play, I don't know if that's real real football. Um, shout out yeah. to all my Bears fans out there, all my, my, my fans, my friends. Uh, unfortunately, they're Bears fans. But anyways, uh, welcome back, guys. This is the Edge Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be getting into some interesting stuff here with the NFL season, uh, some headlines we're going to be talking about, uh, but first, we're going to start out with catfish or not. Uh, we're going to be going through a, a list of teams here. Uh, me and Ash are going to kind of go and, and say, you know, are we, are we getting catfished with this team or not? Um, and then, yeah, after that, we're going to get into some headlines, you know. Uh, with some quarterback debates, uh, yeah. you know, some other stuff. Uh, and then we're going to get into, you know, the best team in football. Who, who is that? Who is that? So, Asher, uh, sorry to cut you off, brother. What were you going to say? Uh, no, I was just, we, we were going to get into some Super Bowl slumpage, too. Oh, um, yes. Yes. After this. But, yeah, uh, we can definitely start here. We got the Jags up first. TJ, are you? Are the Jags catfishing you right now? Or are they not? I don't know, man, because cause honestly, they were looking real, real pretty. They were looking real, real pretty at the very beginning of the season. Um, but they've kind of cooled off. And and I think this week will kind of prove whether or not, you know, they're a good team or not. Uh, losing to the Texans was not a good, you know, not a good look last mm-hmm. week. Um, and then obviously, you know, they were in a tight game with Philly, but Philly was able to outlast them out in the conditions. But outside of that, I mean, they started out really, really, really hot. And and you could argue that they really could have been 3-0 um, if they, you know, yeah. didn't blow that game week one against the Commanders. I'm I'm liking the new look offense and everything. They got two backs that are great, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, um, you know, and then Trevor Lawrence is, is year two now, coming to his own a little bit. Got some weapons to throw to. Defense is what has stood out the most to me. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think I'm getting catfished, but I'm still hesitant. You know, I, I got to see mm-hmm. this team in real life, you know, like, mm. like you might have to on the Instagram, you, you, you might get catfished by the pictures, but then you, you got to see the, the girl in real life. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that's how I feel about the Jags. Uh, how, how do you feel though? That's fair. Um, I'm going to say that we are, mm, oh, man, this is tough. I'm going to say we are not being catfished because okay. I look at this team um, and really, especially when they started uh, hot, as you said, there's no real weakness on this team. And I think that's 
a big part into if teams are catfishing us or not. Um, you know, are there weaknesses on other teams that are, are not, you know, being exposed right now that could show up, but you can kind of see the signs of it appearing, but with the Jaguars, you know, solid all line that's been playing well, the running backs are good. The wide receivers are good. Every single position group on defense is solid. Um, if not above average. So that is promising. Obviously, you know, Trevor Lawrence has been extremely up and down and right now he is down. Um, two, two picks against the Texans. And then I think he had four fumbles against the Eagles two weeks ago. Um, been a little bit of a turnover machine the last couple weeks, a little concerning, but, but they've been in every game. Um, that Eagles game, they, they came out 14. Oh, uh, you know, the, the conditions, the weather conditions were tough. That's something that we, um, we're also talking about kind of that, that um, we are kind of saying is we just hate ha- these weather games, man. We just want to see yeah. these teams at their best in the most perfect environment, but you know, that didn't happen. And that made Lawrence fumble it four times. So, but yeah, o- overall I'm saying that we are not being catfished right now by the Jaguars and they are a real player. You know, you know, I would say uh, you know, one player that might make them even more of a, you know, not catfish team, a, you know, a, a player, as you just, uh, you know, elicited, is Tim Tebow. You know, I think that if they really got him out there at tight end, I know he didn't make the roster last year, but uh, I think if we get a little uh, Tebow, oh, Tebow no. magic, uh, you know, Jacksonville could be right up there for winning the Super Bowl. I don't know. That's just me. That's just me. But uh, moving on, moving on to the next team on the list here. We've got the Baltimore Ravens. Asher, what are your thoughts on Baltimore? This is another tough one. I'm we are not being catfish. I'll say that the tough part is to really know how good these Ravens are because their defense, you know, is concerning. That Dolphins game was horrible. Yeah. All the all the defensive miscommunications and stuff. They seem to tighten that up. Nothing really huge against the Bengals, but we'll get into the Bengals later about why they could be catfishing us but um yeah but the the offense obviously has played spectacular um Lamar Jackson has been amazing you know that Bills game was was a tough one to lose because they had the lead in that they were controlling that game um but Josh Allen man just so tough another kind of weather weird game related game yeah, yeah. Lamar those two picks oh this was the game man this this game was a while ago this was a game where they went for it on fourth down um mm-hmm. And Lamar threw that pick in the end zone, but yeah, they're they're close. Uh, that win against the Bengals is good. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna say they're not catfishing us. You know this. This is what I will say about the Ravens. Their offense, by no stretch of the imagination, is catfishing. Because mm-hmm. goddamn, Lamar Jackson looks like an MVP again this year. Um, but you know their defense i think might be so so i'm really in the middle here if i had to yeah. pick one or the other i'm trusting the coach and, and the and the quarterback um but yeah i mean at the end of the day i don't know how far they're going to get with a defense that has not been consistent now they came out great against the bills uh made in one dimensional i believe was kind of the way of the way uh in that game but you know then josh allen crept right back into the game using his own legs and mm-hmm. They got the win. Now, you said it came down to a controversial fourth and goal. I agree that they should have went for it, but the way they went about it was not the best course of action. You know, running the ball, maybe even if they don't get that touchdown running the ball, they don't get a touchback on an interception. So they're not taking the ball at the 20, the Bills, 
instead of, you know, the two or three yard line that yeah. could change the entire complexion of the rest of the game. But I mean, yeah, at, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to have to trust Lamar Jackson and, and Jim Harbaugh here or John Harbaugh, excuse me. Um, and just yeah. say that they're not catfishing because yeah. I've seen this Ravens team before win a lot of games in the regular season and fail in the playoffs. And the fact that their defense is struggling right now, maybe it's good that they're struggling now because later in the season they can maybe get it figured out because they've got talent. They've right. got talent across the yeah. board. Their, their issue yeah. is the pass rush. That's yes, issue. exactly. But they do get um, – someone is back this week for them. Uh, God, hold on. Let, let me just look this up real quick. But um, okay, they are getting a pass rusher back. Hold on. I, I mean, I know they got J.K. back a couple weeks ago, and I, I think that definitely yes. helps their offense. But, I mean, an offense that was already churning out lots and lots of points. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, the two losses that they have had, the defense failed them. And and, and yep. you could say that maybe the offense fell apart in the second half uh, against the Bills, yay or nay. But, I mean, they were up 20 to freaking nothing. Um, so, you know, I – I just don't know, or not 20 to nothing. Oh, it might have been 20 to three or whatever, something like that. Mm-hmm. They were in control of the game. So, yeah, I, I don't think the Ravens are catfishing here, but I am concerned about the defense at the moment. Yeah. Okay, um, never, they're, never mind. They're they're losing people. Um, I thought they were gaining, <laughs> oh but uh, Rashad Bateman is out, and Justin Houston, one of their edge rushers, is old, out. Old Justin Houston. I know. I can't believe he's still still going at it. It might be addition by subtraction. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, next team. Next team we got here. This is a team that you were very high on in the offseason. Convinced yeah. me a little bit. Um, obviously, their starting quarterback was not in the first couple games, but Joe Flacco was playing pretty dang well. The New York Jets. Are we getting catfished by them and some Zach Milf- Milfs in action, or, or are we not? Um. We are okay. Well, this one's weird because I don't think they're are they're like a good team, but I don't think they're a bad team. Um, I mean, like I guess we are. I don't even know. Like I, I, I don't know. We're not being catfished. I guess are we? Because this is a tough one. This is a tough one. This is where yeah. you get in the nitty gritty right here. Yeah, I realized Skylar Thompson was playing for the Dolphins for most of the game. The third stringer seventh round rookie but they still put up 40 points um their running game looks great michael carter two touchdowns Brees hall averaged five and a half yards per carry and he had a touchdown 97 yards um what's impressive to me is their defense their defense is definitely much improved they've got so speed 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 everywhere especially yep soul scardner um <laughs> Their, their linebacker, C.J. Mosley, Quan Alexander, solid. I love Jordan Whitehead in Tampa, um, and he's been playing well there too. Uh, and then D.J. Reed and the other Michael Carter, decent corners as well. And then the defensive line is all right with Quinn and Williams and John Franklin Myers and uh, guys like that. So I think it, it's a solid team. Um, well, definitely I'm super excited to see where Zach Wilson, uh, can he take off you know, he's, he's been back for two games. Can he take off uh, for, throughout the rest of the season, really establish himself as, you know, their franchise quarterback? I hope, because that's been my guy. Um, and <laughs> he looked good against the Steelers in the fourth quarter. Uh, just missing some, you know, easy reads here and there. 
uh, some checkdowns that he should be taking instead of firing it down the field. But, um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm, it, they're like a tweener for me. They're like a nine and eight team. I mean, I don't know. Are we being mm-hmm. catfished or not? It's, it's weird. All right. Well, listen, I'm going I'm to give it to you straight. I, I think we are being catfished here. Okay. Uh, and that's no disrespect to the talent that they do have. I, I think you made a lot of great points with the defense, especially on uh, the way that they've been playing. But I just, I, I think Zach Wilson needs maybe another year under his belt before we can say this team could legitimately contend for a playoff spot, um, legitimately mm-hmm. contend for the division. Um, I, I think Miami, where we've seen Miami succeed, uh, is, is kind of what the Jets want to be, but aren't yet. Um, and, and I don't know if it's the coaching, because I like Robert Sala, uh, and that, that defense has been playing well, but you need somebody to help develop Zach Wilson. And that, that's one of the things in the NFL nowadays that is so, so tough when you hire a defensive head coach. Because yeah. if you've got a young rookie quarterback or a second-year or third-year guy, and you know he's, he's excelling with an offensive coordinator, that offensive coordinator is probably going to get a job in the next year or two. So you, mm-hmm. you can't have stability uh, on the offensive side of the ball when you have a, a defensive head coach. And that's the thing that scares me here. And like you said, you know, Zach Wilson just missing little layups, layups that he should not be missing for a very, I don't want to say accurate quarterback, but he can put the ball anywhere he wants. And the fact that he's missing little, you know, screen passes right. here, um, this, that, the other. He did have a great fourth quarter against the Steelers, got that win. But, I mean, like you said, last week they're playing against a third-string, you know, quarterback with the Dolphins. And, yeah, yeah they did put up 40 points. Uh, but, I mean, his stat line, you know, 14-21, and 2-10, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Was he doing anything great? Was he doing anything, you know, not too much? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I got to turn on the tape and watch that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think this week will be – very interesting because, you know, as a Packers fan, um, I, I thought that we might struggle with the Giants um, just a little bit since it was a London game. But at the same time, I also thought it was something that, you know, we could control the game and, and win comfortably. The spread was about eight points, and I was confident in that. Yeah. Um, but this Jets team, I mean, it's going to be kind of the same vibe this week. Uh, they're They're talented on both sides of the ball, but – are they going to get out coached? And and I don't think that's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Or I think the Packers are not going to get out coached this weekend. So you know the Jets are going to fall to three and three. I just think we're getting we're getting catfished here. I'm sorry. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, Christian Watson, by the way, is ruled out. Just yeah, so. that's all right. Yeah. You know, he's just dropping fucking balls every yeah. week. So it's good. Shine Gary is questionable. Um, yeah, yeah we'll I mean. Yeah, we will see. The The thing with Zach uh, Wilson, I was going to just say one thing. The ball is definitely, like, popping out of his hands. Like, um, some of these throws he had against the Steelers just down the middle of the field with pressure in his face, like, and the ball is just on an absolute rope, man. It's like, man, that's yeah. really the football, like, flying through the air like that. Um, so, yeah, he's got insane arm talent. It's just, yeah. You know, you know who? Young, you know. young QB shit. He reminds me almost a little bit of like, uh, I mean, and I know the NFL Network, uh, somebody on the NFL Network made this comparison. Baker Mayfield, a uh, little undersized, kind of a, a rah-rah guy, a little bit too. I mean, he's not a big social leader kind of guy, you know, uh, vocal leader guy, but mm-hmm. um, they've just got the kind of the same archetypes, if, if that makes sense. 
I honestly think he looks more like Kyler Murray, though. And and that's something that scares me in the sense of if he can't be a leader, has this immense talent, and then can't play up to it. Um, could be could be an issue for the Jets moving forward in yeah, the next I mean, year or I two. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, defense, I don't I don't see if those that, comparisons at all, but yeah. If that defense is playing lights out these next two years and Zach Wilson keeps effing up in big moments, they're going to yeah. have something to say about it, just like the Legion of Boom had something to say about Russell mm-hmm. Wilson going a goal line interception. But moving on, moving on, the Miami Dolphins, we were just mentioning them. Uh, I mean, goddamn, they've got everybody playing quarterback, it seems, right now at this point because uh, everyone's just getting knocked out. But are they – catfishing us or not now this one is another interesting one because i don't think their football team is catfishing us their organization is catfishing us <laughs> um mike mcdaniel came out on wednesday saying that he was glad this that the leaders of the team moved the ping pong table <laughs> out of their kind of locker room so that they would focus more in the game and then thursday tyree kill comes out and says the ping pong table broke. We are ordering a new custom ping pong table that we will put in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not hear that. Yes. I did not yes. hear that. Yeah. Um, wow. So there's kind of a the, – the coach and the players are not – they're not on the same page, it seems like. Uh, obviously, the whole ownership and concussion thing too. But um, this – yeah, this was recent. So there's some iffiness there. But the football team itself – they are absolutely uh, not cat- catfishing me. I don't think the defense is spectacular. Um, the weapons galore. If Tua can get healthy and just dink and dunk his way and find Tyree Kill wide open down uh, the sideline for like a 60-yard pass, um, then, I mean, that team is really hard to beat. So I'm going to say that, no, they're not cat- catfishing us. I think they make the playoffs. The organization is worrisome, though. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, even going back to, you know, Stephen Ross trying to get Tom Brady, yeah, uh, you know, over from New England and, and bribing him a, a little bit and getting in trouble with that whole situation. But, I mean, he made it all back in F1 in, in literally one weekend, like times right. 500. So it's all yeah. good. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think they're catfishing us either. Honestly, um, I think I underestimated Tyreek Hill just a little bit. Um, not his talent, but how much he could impact the football team mm-hmm. uh, with his talent. And and you're just seeing the transformation of this organization. Um, they're almost like a Chiefs 2.0. I mean, just track stars galore with a very vertical tight end in Mike Gusecki and then obviously Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill on the outside. Uh, they picked up that, uh, that other guy, Cedric Wilson, too, from the Cowboys, who I think is a very, very nice wide receiver three. Um, and then at running back, I mean, they got two speedsters as well. Uh, yeah. Raheem Moster, who looks to be the number one back. I'm hoping for fantasy football <laughs> purposes now. And, uh, you know, Chase Edmonds. So I, I I just love the way that their offense has been playing, the way that Tyreek's affected it, the way that Mike McDaniel is scheming everybody open and, and really being able to work with whoever the heck is taking the ball under center. Because yeah. Teddy Bridgewater's been in there. Two has been in there, and God damn it, the third string's been in there. And I know the game wasn't too close last week, but listen, it, I think they, they have a very, very good shot at beating the Dolphins this week with even – or no, sorry, not the Dolphins, Jesus. The Vikings this week, the Dolphins mm-hmm. do. Um, even if they're starting, you know, a third string guy, just because of the way that they're coached. And you mentioned the defense playing lights out. 
yeah, the last couple of weeks has been a little bit iffy, uh, but they've dealt with, you know, some talent on the other side of the ball. I mean, yeah. with Cincinnati uh, and the strategy of trying to, you know, have two guys basically take out Jamar Chase and then put Xavier Howard or uh, Xavier Howard on um, T Higgins and, and T Higgins is just amazing. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just, I honestly, yeah, I don't think we're getting catfish here. I think this organization's very, very bright future, but the quarterback position will be something to look forward to. I think in the off season, not saying that I don't believe in Tua, but the fact that, you know, durability might be coming into question now with him uh, as it was coming out of the draft. So this could be a yeah. spot for a veteran quarterback, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers, to uh, maybe possibly uh, go. Wow. I don't know. I hope that doesn't happen as the Packers start watching him throw five-yard yeah. dump passes. Um, I, I can only imagine what Patriots fans All right, are, right. You know, top the past 20 years, 20 years. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but moving on, we're going to talk about your uh, Denver Broncos. They're at 2-3, and three, start the season 2-1. and one. Are we being catfished by the Broncos, yay or nay? Uh... Okay, well, are we being catfished as in they're a bad – like they're catfishing us into making us think they're a bad team and they're going to be good? Oh, you! I love that point of view right there. I mean, shit, if you want to take that and run I'm not, though. Do I'm it. not, though, because I don't <laughs> think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think I, – I just don't. Too many – so many injuries are stacking up. Um, yeah, it's an overrated offensive line. Um, running the football, Javante being out is a real killer because Melvin Gordon – but um, Mike Melvin Boone, it just—I I can't even speak about Melvin Gordon. It's just everyone knows. <laughs> um, Mike Boone is decent, but um, whatever. We picked up Latavius Murray, you know, <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> but oh, I he, hate he, hearing this in your voice, man. There's just no hope. There's no hope. <laughs> there, is, there is no hope. Russell Wilson is playing. We'll get into Russ uh, uh, later, but A bit he later, is. Yeah. He is playing like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league right now. Um, just not seeing the field at all. You know, there's open guys around. I'm not I, I like Hackett's play calling that I do like that. I don't like his obviously the well, he hasn't been bad with the time management stuff. I think the thing in Seattle just sticks out in people's minds. So any fault he makes gets kind of um you know, uh just kind of exaggerated and and stuff like that. Um, and they really pile on to him for little for little calls that he might uh, not do wrong uh, or that might be wrong. Because people were saying, oh, on that fourth and one, you know, why don't you run the ball? And they were saying in Seattle that you want to put it in Russ's hands. So it's like, you know, what's the situation there? Are we going to run hey, the ball or are we going to put it in Russ's hands? And we put it in Russ's hands and he missed uh, KJ Hamler wide open. Um, because all he does, he just focuses on Sutton, man. If the number one read isn't there, and the number one read is usually Sutton, um, if Sutton is not open, or whoever the number one read is, he just he looks he 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 comes off of that, looks at the pass rush, just turtles up, either gets sacked or runs around a little bit, and then throws a little check down to the running back. That's all it is. There's no progression across the field, looking at open guys, and it was just completely shown in that fourth and one the the most clutch situation where he needs to be at his best and he he wants to be comfortable his comfortability lost in the game because he just looked at Sutton the entire time and that is what's concerning 
in the most clutch situation, that's where he's comfortable. He's co- he's comfortable at only looking at the number one receiver um, and misses is, KJ is Hamler safe, wide open. So, Is it safe to say two things, two things? Sorry to cut you off, but is it safe to say that Nathaniel Hackett may know more about Russell Wilson than we do? And to, to partner off that, did Russell Wilson catfish the Broncos? Because I honestly think you guys have talent. I, I, I think that was a giving going into the season, but mm-hmm. let me know your thoughts. Yeah, he's definitely not as good as we thought. You know, there is the – everyone knew he doesn't really throw across the middle of the field, down the middle of the field. He's like 5'10". Um, so can't really see over the offensive line. And he's not been thrown over the middle of the field at all this season, really. Um, it's a lot of just outside the numbers. But that's kind of what is – what I like about Hackett is we are playing to Russ's strengths. You know, this is how he wants to cook. He doesn't want to cook up the middle of the field. He wants to cook to the boundaries and throw it deep or, uh, you know, either get like a five yard check down or a six yard bomb. And that's how he plays. Um, so like, it's, it's just tough, man, because I think Hackett is doing a really fine job at play calling. Russ is just missing guys. And yeah, I guess overall Russ has, Catfish the Denver Broncos, $275 million um, going to him through 2027. So, yeah, we are we are stuck with him. Hopefully, as the season progresses, he just gets more comfortable. You know, this is obviously his first time out of Seattle in the first, like, 10 years or nine years, however long he's been in the league. But um, the defense is promising. It's good. I like our D coordinator, EJ Avero, who we got from the Rams. Baron Browning. Need to talk about him, hey. uh, a Buckeye. He has been amazing. 10 pressures in 20 pass rush opportunities. Half the time he had a pressure on Matt Ryan um, last week. You know, backing up Randy Gregory. Gregory's hurt, but Baron Browning has just been an absolute monster and really a stud. Uh, we do get Justin Simmons back this week, finally, at safety. So that's huge. But overall... This no, I we're we're not making the playoffs. I'll say that. Okay. Well, I mean, I think you hit all the dang points. Yeah, I know. You I know, know. From an, no, no, from an expertise, <laughs> you know, hey, as as you should, as you mm-hmm. should. We got the Packers. A, that's for you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, I'm gonna agree with you though. You know, I, I think um everyone can kind of came into this season really, really high on the Broncos. I was kind of one of those people that was like. Yeah, you were. Hold the phone on Russell Wilson just a little bit. I mm-hmm. need to see it. I need to see it. And after week one, I I didn't want to say it, but I I, it, I felt it, that it was, okay, mm-hmm. this might be, whether it's the coach, whether it's Russ, it might be a long season. And it's it seems like that's what it's going to play out to be. So, yeah, I think they have definitely had, had catfished a lot of people, especially yeah. Russell Wilson. But yeah. uh, moving on to the NFC side of things, we just hit all our AFC teams here. The Dallas Cowboys, America's team. We them boys, we them boys. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about them boys? We are absolutely – not being catfished by the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. 4-0 okay. with Cooper Rush. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? Come on, bro. That, this team is real. The defense is real. Um, They got weapons. You know, Michael Gallup is back. Uh, and the, the running game is decent. But the defense is what's really, like, we're not being catfished at all. When you have a defense no. like this, 
Um, the secondary is playing phenomenal. Trayvon Diggs has played really well. And then uh, the other corner, I think Anthony Brown, who's known for all the pass interference stuff that he had in that Thanksgiving game la- uh, last year um, against the Raiders, I believe. He had like four pass interferences calls, but he's been amazing. Um, and then the defensive line is way better than I thought. Demarcus Lawrence and, um, you know, when, pa- when Parsons rushes, you know, the best defensive player in the league. And, uh, yeah, this team is, is real, I think. Yeah, I would concur with that 100%. We're going to get into it a little bit later about that quarterback discussion. But, yeah, no, I think, uh, like you said, the defense has been phenomenal. Um, I was a big, big kind of, I don't know about Trayvon Diggs mm-hmm. uh, kind of guy, but, you know, it does help when you got a living from heaven just giving them freaking havoc on that defensive line, and he can yep. just goddamn do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Micah Parsons, man, uh, he, you know, Chris Sims, we were listening a little bit of him before we got on here, uh, was saying that he thinks he's the best player uh, defensively in the NFL right now as it stands. Uh, I, I don't want to go as far as saying that, but as for everyone that's healthy, then yeah. Uh, you know, TJ Watts out right now with that peck injury. Aaron Donald is still phenomenal, uh, but he's getting up there in years. And and Micah, he, you can see right now he is the face of that franchise, and he is the reason why they're winning these games. Um, he's just a matchup nightmare. Uh, and the way that the offense has just been able to – you know, help complement Cooper Rush as well. The running game, you know, with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard and, you know, out of the backfield type stuff as well, catching the ball. And then, you know, getting Michael Gallup back, that will help. Uh, But CeeDee Lamb has been holding his own as well, uh, which I think is something very, very uh, good to see. I I wasn't uh, doubting, you know, CeeDee Lamb, but, Mm -hmm. you know, being behind Amari Cooper, having Amari get a lot of those double teams, you know, people might have wondered, is CeeDee going to, struggle with that and especially yeah. with there being their number two wide receiver out uh in michael gallup for the uh, beginning part of the season here you know he has handled it more than well and exceeded uh mm-hmm. expectations so yeah yeah I, yeah let me just say one thing i guess because the cd lamb point uh just brought me back to the broncos where jerry judy needs to step the fuck up because <laughs> the receivers that have gone behind him in that draft we picked him one pick ahead of cd three picks ahead of Justin Jefferson. Oh, my God. That was God, the same Jerry, class, huh? God, man, Jerry Judy just pisses me off, bro. Like, God, he just can't catch the ball. He literally, he's got the worst hands I've ever seen, bro. They just look small. I don't know. His hands just look small and stiff. And <laughs> it's like he's got no flexibility. They just bang right off his hands. And, like. He needs a jugs it, machine. He needs a fucking yeah. jugs machine. He needs to go ham. I know. After I practice know. for an hour. Yeah. For an hour. I forget what story of who, which wide receiver was doing that for an hour after practice, but um, it may have been Devontae. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, but it, w- it was one of the top guys. And mm-hmm. he was like, Yeah, I do an hour ever after every practice. I actually bought one for my house because I love it that much. I was like, Damn. That's how you know you got good hands. Man. I know. That's wow. how you know. <laughs> mm. All, All right. right. Well, moving on to the uh, another. Four and one team in the same division, a team that has surprised a lot of people. Uh, but goddamn, their coach mm-hmm. done a freaking amazing job. Brian Dable and the New York Football Giants. Um, I'm I, I'm a I'm a say that I don't think we're being catfished. I don't think so. And and the reason I say that is because 
the way that they're winning games is the best way that they can win the games right now with the personnel that they have. If that makes sense. You know, the way that they're able to come out in the second half and make adjustments, that is a huge indication of great coaching and a great coaching staff. And what they've been able to do with Daniel Jones and not let him beat them um, on his own, you know, turning the ball over, fumbling the ball, interceptions, right? And then also making it so, so easy for him to, okay, we're going to make your read one, two, and then that's it. Or we're going to roll you out left and it's going to be one, two, or you're going to hand the ball off. It's going to be an RPO, whatever the case is. And involving Saquon Barkley in every aspect of that offense to maximize his ability now that he is back healthy, and that defense, man, that defense has been good for a couple years now. Or not a couple years, but, you know, towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year, we knew that defense, you know, was going to be good. Um, man, I, I am I am happy for my giant guy, Mr. Winston T. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you to tune in, man, because the Giants are playing some good ball. Um, and it's not going to be like, you know, that electrifying – Whoa, like Tyreek Hill's running on the field, Jalen Wilds running on the field, you know, Kansas City Chiefs type right. offense. But that's what that's what makes it New York football. Because right. it's gritty, it's grimy, and then Saquon can pop off for that play and just keep you engaged. So yeah, I don't think we're getting fooled here. I, I don't want to go as far as to say the Giants are gonna make the playoffs because I mean shit, now we're talking about the Cowboys and you know the Eagles are five and zero as well. Uh, so it's it's going to be a, a, a tough division, but the NFC is weak. So we could see them kind of eke in here. Um, but four and one's a great start to the season, man. And and what what are your thoughts on the New York Football Giants? No, I completely agree. I don't think we're being catfished. Um, I really like their defense. Wink Martindale coming over from Baltimore um, has done a really nice job. He blitzed. I, I saw he blitzed sixty percent on the of the time against Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter i believe um just making him get the the ball out quick i mean he was getting the ball out quick in the first half and that's how they were kind of succeeding and then they went to towards the deeper kind of stuff in the second half um but i think they did that because of all it it sounds kind of like not really like counterintuitive or whatever um that they're throwing it deep when they're blitzing but i think just that the giants had both of their starting corners out um i believe and they were just blitzing the entire time and i mean that that defense is playing really well xavier uh mckinney that safety mm-hmm. is really nice um Kayvon thibodeau's back yeah, healthy yeah. I mean, he's so a I, fucking monster i think they're playing sustainable football um uh, being able to run it and play defense that's really sustainable and then yeah i mean um daniel jones has played you know as well as you need him to play to be four and one and uh yeah, this team this team is pretty good. Yeah, I I would say you know like I said you know very surprising because I I knew Brian Dable was huge with Josh Allen and and changing his course of his career, but um I didn't know if he could save Daniel Jones and shit yeah. I don't know if he has but he has definitely saved him to the point of hey we can win football games with Daniel Jones now so mm-hmm. um yeah I. Great win for them last week over my Packers. But moving on to fly, Eagles, fly. The Eagles from the city of brotherly love. Are we being catfished with the 5-0 and Eagles, the only undefeated team left in the NFL? Absolutely not. Because um, 
they are playing so well right now, and I feel like they could be better too um, with just it's just this hard-nosed football. And when they go to the run, it's completely unstoppable. Wait, wait, uh, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. You said hard-nosed football. Do you mean dog mentality football? Okay, we can we can use that term too. Dog That's mentality. Seriani. That's Sirianni's yeah. mentality. They are dogs. There are a bunch of dogs on that old line. Lane Johnson never gets any love. Um, I forgot about Lane Johnson until I saw a tweet about it that he literally never gets any love, even though he's probably like <laughs> one of the best right tackles or left tackle. I don't even know where he's playing at. One of the best no, tackles. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, in the league, and nobody talks about him. No one really talks about that O-line. So dominant. Um, but as, as I was saying, I think they can get better in this game and in the Cardinals game. Uh, the Jags, when they went up 14-0, you know, it was because Hertz was airing it out. And then when they went to the run in that second half, just run, 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 they cannot be stopped. And they did that against uh, the Cardinals two, two to seal that game. But, um, yeah, I think Jalen Hurts, he's playing great. He's throwing it pretty well. Um, he, But he's thrown it like 36 times a game. And I think that if they can be ex- – that running game um but yeah no we are not being catfish defense is good uh offense is weapons all over great old line i mean there's nothing else you could want yeah no i and i don't think we're being catfish whatsoever either you know um you sometimes see this with some undefeated teams that ah they really four and oh are they really three and oh you know they've, mm-hmm. they've got a couple you know cheeky wins here you know yeah. kind of each one out there but by, by all means, um, the Eagles have deserved every single win, uh, I think, up to this point. They're 5-0, and and like you said, every box is checked, whether it's on the offense, the defense. Um, and, and the thing that led them to that Super Bowl victory back in 2018 was controlling the trenches and having absolute dogs, absolute Ooh. dogs on both sides of that ball. Um, they still got a couple of those guys from that team. Actually, I think all four uh, of the veterans from that team, in, in Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, and Lane Johnson, uh, they had some other guys on that team as well. But those were some of the core guys that Sirianni inherited. And, you know, rebuilding that team the way that they have, the offseason that they had. Um, and I think Jalen Hurts taking the progression necessary uh, through the air. That was a question coming into the season. I know I was a doubter of him as well. And the fact that he has proven, yeah, I can get the ball to my freaking star wide receivers, Devonta Smith, uh, A.J. Brown, you know, Dallas Goddard. So, yeah, I, I think he has proven all doubters wrong through the air. But at the end of the day, I agree with you. You know, they know their strengths, and that's on the ground, and that's grinding people out. And they can do that um, in, in all facets because Jalen Hurts has legs too. And he does not go down easy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this team. I'm excited for Eagles fans. Um, they've, got, they've got a great, great team. So we'll see where it brings them and everything uh, throughout the rest of the season. But by all means, we are not being catfished with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, moving on to the next team, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady-led, newly divorced Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How are you feeling about uh, Floridian Tom Brady down there? 
Hey, man. I mean, his first game divorced, I think he went over 300 yards. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. 385 yards against the Chiefs and then 351 against the Falcons. Um, so, I mean, he is he's balling out right now uh, without Giselle by, Giselle by his side. Um, are we being catfished? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's still a good team. Uh, you know, one of the best defenses, obviously they did allow a lot of points to whoever they played last week. Um, the chiefs put up 41. Um, but yeah, this team, this team is solid all around. I, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't, um, you know, be a real player in the NFC. You know what, man? I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm going to have to disagree with you. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, let's um, hear it. Listen, you know, I've been a proponent of this since the offseason. I said Tom should not have unretired because, shit, you know, as, as much as the media wants to say it wasn't football, yeah, I think it's football that, that got him divorced. And, yeah, he might have gone over 300 yards against the Chiefs defense, who I'm not completely sold on. Uh, at least in the secondary. And, yeah, the Falcons defense, which has been playing some hard-nosed ball, but they're nothing crazy. You look at the three prior games, you know, against a, a real defense in the Packers, who I, I believe is a real defense. Um, I mean, 12 points at home. The Saints, 10 points on the road, who have – or, sorry, excuse me, 20 points on the road. But they had a pick six in that as well, so only 13, actually, for Tom Brady and his offense. Um, and then they had 19 against the Cowboys. I'm just sorry. I, I don't think that's a recipe for success. And I know they had a lot of guys out, a lot of guys injured. But this is the National Football League. And unfortunately, if you can't get it done with injured players, you're probably not going to make it that far in the postseason because everyone's going to be injured at some point in time. Now, they're getting some guys back, like I said. They're starting to throw the ball a lot more. He's getting his yardage and, and whatnot. But I still think this team – despite how t- immensely talented it is, it is not the same team that won the Super Bowl uh, two years ago. And and I think the way that they went out in the playoffs last year, despite having a, a very fat rally in the second half against the Rams, ended up still losing that game in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were down 27-3. to three. And everybody knows the success to beat Brady, and there's just too many dang good front fours in the NFC for mm-hmm. me to say, yo, when they get matched up against the Eagles – who they beat on in the playoffs last year? Are, are they are they beating the Eagles? I, I don't think so. Um, are are they beating a Packers team who they just lost to a couple weeks back with with an Aaron Rodgers offense that is is absolutely atrocious right now with these rookie wide receivers? I don't know. You know the Cowboys they yeah. they they've been rolling teams right. I mean Dak Prescott scores three points. Maybe Cooper Rush scores twenty, and they win that game. I don't know. I don't know, but. Yeah, man, I, I just – I'm not sold on the Bucks. I'm not yeah, sold on the Yeah, I can see that. I, I think they lost Tristan Wirfs for the season too. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's tough. He's one of the best right tackles there is in the league. So, they're playing the Steelers this weekend. Steelers got a great defense. They're on the road, okay? So, I think we'll see. I think we'll see how they fare this week. I would not be surprised if they lose to Kenny Pickett. Let's just yeah. put it there. But – that's just my take, and, and I'm a very anti-Tom Brady guy. I respect the hell out of him, but, you know, go fucking retire, please. Mm-hmm. Please. Because um, you're, just, you're just padding your stats now at this point. This is some, lo- this is some 
LeBron James padding stats as I'm making quotations right now because LeBron don't be padding stats, okay? But Tom Brady is out here just getting like Michael Jordan Wizards points right now. Like, what what is he doing? What is he doing? Um, I'm sorry, that was a little like of a, of a rant a little bit, but I just mm-hmm. had to get that off my chest. Uh, moving on to the Packers, my team. I'm gonna give you the four first. Are we being catfished with this team, yay or nay? Uh, yeah, very much so. Very much we are being catfished, I think. Um, sadly, you know, for you, but I, I, I feel like you can kind of agree with me here, um, that they're just not playing, like just not playing sustainable football on offense. It's all those checkdowns and stuff. And then, um, you just can't really like, I mean, Aaron's not even looking deep, but with the, with the weapons, that's kind of understandable. Um, they just need to like like give Aaron Jones the ball, man. I mean, for my fantasy <laughs> team, for my fantasy team and, but he's averaging like six yards a carry um, and they are not feeding him the ball in that giants game. I'm like, dude, just run the ball 13 attempts uh, for 63 yards. And then had 16 attempts for 110 against the Patriots who are always tough to run on. Um, like, I, I don't know, man. I mean, third, He's just so electric when he has the ball in his hands, and they're just not utilizing him really whatsoever. Um, so that, you know, offensively is a concern. I don't think the offense will really even, like, get much better because, I mean, there's really just nothing going wow. for them. Um, wow, that's cynical. That's a cynical well, approach. Geez, you know? I mean, that's I mean, a cynical Chris- approach. <laughs> Christian Watson is um, I like I I don't know I don't I don't know how it can improve with Alan Lazard being your wide receiver one. Um, well I mean I know how it can improve. You give it to Aaron Jones, that's how it improves. But um, the defense is it real? Is it not? We don't know. They got some players, but they also have a shitty defensive coordinator yeah, um, who's yeah, not do. putting them in the right position. But damn, that defense is talented. Um. Darnell Savage is having a really poor start to his year after a really good finish last year. Um, but I think they're using him more as like a, a, a free safety. He needs to kind of be in that strong safety robber role. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm saying that we, I guess, are being catfished by the Packers, um, even though they lost to the Giants last week. I feel like people are down on them already. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think the Packers are – I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't uh, man. This division race could be tough, man. I don't know if they could win the division. All right, all right. Well, this is all I'm gonna say. So I'm gonna say, they are definitely catfishing the the NFL media right now, mm-hmm. in the sense of they are not even playing close to their full capacity. And let me explain. Um, their offensive line, shit, and, and running the ball, they've been good, but pass protection. Elton Jenkins, the amount of times I've seen him get thrown around, mm-hmm. I think it's just him getting back and, and being trusting that knee and getting his technique back. Because as a rookie, he was an all-pro, an all-pro. And they're putting him out there at right tackle, and he's just getting thrown around. And I'm like, come on, bro. Come on, man. Yeah. What what happened to that, right? David Bakhtiari is on a fucking snap count. I don't know why a fucking left tackle is on a snap count. But Jesus Christ, he's playing every other series. And I'm like, how does this make any sense? 
Um, our wide receivers are fucking running into each other, all right, because mm-hmm. they're rookies or dropping wide open touchdowns, all right. This this cannot go on if you want to stay in the NFL. So I'm assuming they're going to get better. I'm hoping they're going to get better. I will say Romeo Dubes has shown to me some spurts, no doubt, and I believe Aaron Rodgers does trust him as well, uh, that he could, you know, be a player. But I, I don't know if he's going to get there this year. Now, as far as Aaron Jones and utilizing the running backs, I have A.J. Dillon on my fantasy team. I cannot get six rushing attempts from A.J. Dillon. Okay, let alone can you get uh, less than 15 touches from Aaron Jones? Those guys, like Rogers said, after I think it was week two or week one, we need to get those two guys the ball a lot more. Mm -hmm. And that's because they're two of the best guys I've got at skill positions on offense. So they got to find ways to get creative. And and, and on top of everything, uh, this is what I'm going to encapsulate the offensive argument with. Matt LaFleur. Please do your fucking job. Please do your fucking job. Because the fact of the matter is, you got outcoached by Brian Dable, who, like I said, is a great, great coach. He has surprised me with this Giants team. But but you cannot be Matt LaFleur and just get completely outcoached in that second half, not make any goddamn adjustments against a Giant football team. You, you got to show me something, man, because you inherited Aaron Rodgers. You inherited Devontae Adams. That's a goddamn good start for an offensive play caller. And and what are you showing me this year? A whole lot of nothing. Hall are thrown into the freaking flat because you can't get creative. Now that Bucks game, they kind of turned that on, you know, the linebackers, because then they started running those Texas routes and the guys like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, they can they can break that back, you know, towards the middle, and Aaron was hitting them over the middle. But the, 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 the point is is that you got to get creative. you got to make adjustments. And, and maybe that's Aaron Rodgers too, you know, getting more involved with that creative process. But this team is not playing not nearly to the capacity that they could be playing. And I'm not saying yeah. that from a biased perspective. I do think we have talent there. And then uh, I will touch on the defense just quickly. Uh, we do have talent, but like you said, our defensive coordinator sucks. Um, I mean, from week one to last week, um, I just don't understand how we can't take away the other team's best player when we've got guys like Jair Alexander, yeah. who has been dealing with some injuries, all right? But we've got pass rushers that we can rush for and get to the get to the passer. I do believe that with Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Penny Clark, you know, our first-round draft pick and Devon, Devondre Wyatt or De, Devontae Wyatt. Um, and Jaron Reed has been playing pretty dang well for us as well in a free agent acquisition. We've got linebackers, you know, we've got the safeties and stuff, but we're just getting torched by the other team's best player every week. And I'm like, how do you not game plan against that? Mm-hmm. How do you not how do you not make adjustments for that in the second half? Um, so yeah, I, I don't think that hope is lost because right. I think that we're winning a lot of games, even though we might not have should have been able to win those games, but at the end of the day, three and two is where we're at right now, and we cannot lose this game against mm-hmm. the Jets this week. Also, if we lose it, if we lose this week against the Jets, we are getting catfished one hundred percent. Yeah, you're definitely changing your mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, also Royce Royce Newman on the offensive line is just utter dog. You know what? Um, hopefully, he doesn't listen to this, but yeah, he's been really bad uh, too. So. 
right. All right. That was a long and extravagant <laughs> tangent, but I had to get it out there. Yeah. Moving on to the division rivals, the Minnesota Vikings, the Kirk Cousins Vikings are 4-1. and one. Give me your take before I go in on them. <laughs> um, we are... We are not being catfished by the Minnesota oh, Vikings. Jesus. At least oh, I'm Jesus. not. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They just their offense is just good. Like they they have you know talent everywhere on offense, obviously. And Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Um, you know, defense can be an issue, but and they're four and one. You know, they held the the Packers to seven points, and they held the you know, Lions to 24 points, they're averaging like 50. So, um, yeah, shout but out the Lions, shout out the Lions, Motor City, they, Dan Campbell. They got, they got lucky in that London game for sure, uh, with those penalties. And then, um, and yeah, but, uh, I mean, I, that, that Cousins to Jefferson matchup can win you some games. Um, plus Adam Thielen, plus Dalvin Cook. So, they're going to be a tough, annoying team to beat every single game. Um, I don't think they'll like win a playoff game, but uh, I can, I can, I think the the Vikings are favorites to win the division right now. Wow, wow. Well, listen, this is what I will say. You you take away the first two games of the season, right? You had a very mm-hmm. very high against the Packers. You know, twenty three to seven. First week of the season, JJ goes for two hundo. Then you have a very very low. Yeah. No, against the Eagles in prime time, 24 to 7, they lose. Take the next three games, right? Just as for their season. You're telling me that they could only beat the Chicago Bears by seven points and came down to the end, right? The New Orleans right. Saints, who have been throwing Jameis Winston in there, a quarterback injured, you know, then they'd be throwing Andy Dalton in there, who was the one that actually played in London. And now they got Taysom Hill running around doing his thing at quarterback, right? So a team that does not have a leader whatsoever at quarterback, and you can't even you, – you barely beat the Saints because of the referees. And then the Lions, who should have beat them. They should have beat them. Dan Campbell screwed up by doubting himself on those that last fourth down, okay? And you lost in the game. But they won the game, all right? I'll give them credit. They came down and scored a touchdown. Like you said, Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. I don't even want to say Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson and Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. That's a deadly duo. Yeah. I will give you that. I'll give you that 100%. But the thing is, is that Kirk Cousins is still that dang quarterback. And shit. I mean, they haven't fucking played a primetime game since the Eagles game. Right. Uh, let's see when their next one is here. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Patriots-Vikings, uh, November 24th. I guarantee you right now that they don't beat the Patriots on prime time. <laughs> right now. And I think that might be on Thanksgiving. Uh, November 24th, maybe? No, maybe? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's uh-huh. a night game, so it might be. But I just – oh, man. They just have been eking out games. And I will give them credit in that sense, that they have been able to win close games. That not necessarily has been something that Kirk Cousins has been associated with in the past. But – I am not sold whatsoever on these Vikings right now, especially with their record being 4-1. Yeah. 
You're telling me they have the same record as Buffalo? And 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 you're just as sold as Buffalo as you are no. on the Vikings? Like, well, no, no, that's what I'm, no that's, I didn't say that's that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just – I understand where you're coming from, but I'm not sold whatsoever. I think they could very easily lose to Miami this week and the Cardinals the next week, really. Um, mm. And then they got the Commanders, the Bills, and the Cowboys. So out of those next five games, they could win three. They could yeah. they could win one. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but – yeah, I just uh, – this is definitely some Packers bias here, no doubt. <laughs> I will say, but, you know, without – oh, man. Without Justin Jefferson, like, is this offense even good, you know? That, yeah. That's my that's – because my, Adam Thielen has not been as involved as I thought he would be. Yeah. Um, and Dalvin Cook, man, I mean, he's not bad, but he should be a top five running back in this league. And, and I just – I don't see the usage uh, mm-hmm. as much as I think they should be, you know. So, last team on this list here, we've got the Seattle Seahawks. Shout out Ryder Hanson. Shout out Kevin Hayes, my brother. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The Seattle Seahawks. Now they're two and three, but they could easily be four and one if their defense didn't give up forty points a game. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I mean, we're we are uh, being catfished. I guess are we being catfished by geno smith this is the real question no um, that's a good question i don't think we are i don't think we're being catfished by geno smith he's shown some of the you know it's like one of the best throws Big that you've time. like seen and are gonna be one of the best throws at, at the end of the season um so he's real i mean he's reading the field he's letting it go slinging it um, so I don't think we're being catfished by Gino, but as you said, that defense is just brutal. Um, I mean, gives up. I mean, you, you can now understand how Russell Wilson threw 340 yards, um, through four, 340 yards against the Seahawks because, uh, and this version of Russell Wilson, if you're letting that happen, then yeah, they're going to give up a lot of points. So, um, yeah, I don't think they make the playoffs, um, but they're going to be a pain in the ass to beat because of Geno Smith. That run game, too, Rashad mm-hmm. Penny, hopefully he gets healthy because he was hurt. He did get hurt in that last game, but they got Kenneth Walker. Yeah. yeah, he just they just the damn near Heisman winner. So, um, yeah, that, that's a good offense, but the defense is not yeah, too, way, way too bad. Yeah, and, and I would agree with you 100% on there. I, I think we're getting catfished in the sense of, you know, they're scoring all these points and then they're not winning. So we're, we're thinking like, oh, two and three, or they're not that good of a team. But then when you look at it in actuality, if PKL can get these guys just to figure their shit out mm-hmm. and play a little bit better football, I mean, they could be winning some games here. So I don't think we're getting catfished from Gino. I don't. Uh, he's been playing like a real pro. I'm not going to lie. Like like you said, those Saints games throws uh, were just impeccable. Yeah. Um, the way that he's been so composed in the pocket, the way he's felt so comfortable in the pocket, it almost feels like he's been a starter there for five years. It's, it's like I they know. lost Russell Wilson. Like, Russell who? Yeah. Um, so I'm extremely, extremely uh, impressed with Geno. Um, and, yeah, I, I think if they can get their defensive issues figured out and kind of, you know, run the ball a little bit more and be able to control some of these games in the sense of instead of scoring so dang quick, 
you know, let's try and get a drive together. You know, let's let's try and run the ball down the other team's throat so we can give our defense a rest because, I mean, shit, they ain't giving them a rest. So, right. you know, uh, I, I think they have I, – I don't think they should go out and draft a quarterback, you know, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. I, I really do think, like, Geno Smith could be having a little renaissance here, almost like Ryan Tannehill did with the Tennessee Titans. Um, mm-hmm. we, we could see this team next year in, in a weak NFC – you know, possibly with the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Tom Brady most likely out of, you know, going back to retirement. Um, who knows what happens, you know, in the NFC East and, and with some of the teams and their quarterbacks there. But I think Geno Smith is, is really, really impressing me right now. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy for him. I'm happy yeah, for him. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, get into our other topics now. We've got – Super Bowl slump question mark from both teams? Mm-hmm. Usually this doesn't happen. Usually, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's the it's team won. that loses or, you know, the team that won might be slumping as well. Um, but the thing that just occurred to me when we're talking about the Rams and the Bengals, the two teams that beat them, or excuse me, the two teams that lost to them in the championship games were in the Super Bowl two years prior. The San Francisco 49ers led by Kyle Shanahan uh, and his coaching staff and the Kansas City Chiefs led by Andy Reid and his coaching staff. Um, I'm not trying to take shots at, at Zach Taylor or Sean McVay because I'm especially not Sean McVay. Definitely Zach Taylor, though. So, actually, I take that back. Um, but you look at, you know, the teams that made the Super Bowl last year. Yes, they're talented. Yes, they're playing well. Um, and, yes, they made it to the Super Bowl. That takes a lot of dang effort, too. Um, but I, I don't think that they were the two best teams in football, if that makes sense. And I think we're starting to see it now with some of the subtractions uh, from these teams, like as in, uh, you know, Andrew Whitworth on the left side, which I think was extremely undervalued, his loss going into retirement for the Rams. Um, you look at the Bengals, right, who seemed to have gone and gotten better in free agency, yet – their offensive line has struggled tremendously, and their offensive creativity is yep. not anywhere where it should be with the talent that they have. Um, and, and then, you know, Matthew Stafford, I don't know if teams have figured him out or not. Uh, that defense really came through in the playoffs last year, uh, I think, more than Matthew Stafford did. He did play well in certain aspects of, of certain games, but I think Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, deservingly so, you know, we're like, we're winning this fucking Super Bowl because mm-hmm. we deserve a goddamn ring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they got it done. I I don't know if Matthew Stafford is all that we thought he was, you know, because a lot of people put him in the light of, oh, now he's won that Super Bowl. Now now he's proven everybody wrong about, you yeah. know, all these years and years and years in Detroit. But in actuality, I think it was just – the, the, the team, really, that he had around him and the coaching, right, and, and everything mm-hmm. put together, I think it's illuminated, you know, to a lot of people that, you know, Matthew Stafford might still just be Matthew Stafford, uh, just wearing a different uniform. So what what are your thoughts on both these teams um, and the, just the way that they've started the season? Both teams are two and three, yeah. Uh, yeah. struggling, you know? Right. Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the Bengals first and – um. Like Zach Taylor, I will take shots of Zach Taylor. He's being ex- <laughs> like, I mean, he's being exposed right now, absolutely exposed. Um, the offensive creativity is just completely lackluster. It's like if you just think of like, God, 
dude, like Gary Kubiak or like Wade Phillips <laughs> trying to lead out an offense or some just like boring offense. Because And you've got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. And Jamar Chase stays on one side of the field the entire game. There's no motions to him, no handoffs to him. Uh, he runs like four routes, nothing that goes across the middle of the field. You know, it's a streak or it's a short slant slash uh, – uh, whatever the the mesh route, um, drag, yeah, yeah, just a drag, uh, or it's like an out route, and that's it. I mean, that's literally it. And then you look at Justin Jefferson. If you look at their next gen stats and how they tr- they track the routes and stuff, Justin Jefferson's moving all over the place. Uh, Stephon Diggs is moving all over the place. Devo Samuel is. Why is Jamar Chase not? Why are you just relying on? one-on-one jump ball throws that did Pure work athleticism, yeah. that did work last season. That's how they got to the playoffs in the first place when they beat the Chiefs like that. Um, and now they're just trying to beat everyone like that. But teams have learned, man. Like, you, you do the too high safety, um, as everyone did against the Chiefs, and now they're doing it against the Bengals. And you can't throw those one-on-one balls to Jamar or T. Higgins. Um, and I think we kind of saw it in the playoffs a little bit last year is foreshadowed. I know they made the Super Bowl, but damn it, that was a really lucky run to the Super Bowl because you are one, you know, the Raiders are like five yards away from winning that wild card game. And then you go up to Tennessee and you score 16 points and you win because the defense gets, you know, three interceptions. Then you go to KC and you need Patrick Mahomes to have literally the worst half of his career. And he did. And he did. Um, and then they make the Super Bowl like that after they were down like 24 to three or something. And then they had that little screen pass to Samaji Pirai and that got him back in the game. Like, come on, dude, that's such a lucky play. Um, and, and there wasn't much of Jamar Chase in the playoffs. Um, and that's what we're kind of seeing here now because the playoffs, those defenses are real, you know, obviously studied mm-hmm. up on the team. So they know how to defend Jamar Chase better than regular season games. But now the regular season teams are copying what the teams in the playoffs did last year. Um, and there's just nothing going right offensively. Offensive line is still bad, obviously. Um, I, yeah, I don't surprisingly, even... surprisingly, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think it's Joe Burrow's, like, fault at all. I was kind of, you know, harping on Joe Burrow that playoff run last year. I think he was – and I still do. He got way too much praise. But um, but it's not it's not his fault at all. Like, he's he's a good quarterback. Um, there's just the offensive, just play calling is just utter dog shit. Um, really, really bad. But, and then on the Ram side of things, it's kind of, it's almost the same story as Stafford with a really, really bad offensive line. He's getting absolutely beat up. Um, and then, yeah, as you said, with the stuff last year, like he was in a really perfect situation there and a perfect team. Um, and you didn't need to be as good as Matthew Stafford. You know, Jimmy G probably wins a uh, Super Bowl too. So, um, but I, I don't think he's Matthew Stafford is like a bad quarterback or whatever. Uh, there's just nothing going on for him. It's either Cooper Cup or it's nothing, you know, or Tyler mm-hmm. Higby. And Allen Robinson's not getting open. You know, people say he doesn't throw down. I don't care. Allen Robinson is not good. He's not a good receiver anymore. So, <laughs> All that stuff about him not looking at Allen Robinson. Maybe it's justified that he's, you know, it is justified that he's not looking at him. So, uh, yeah. Um, 
and then you know they did lose defensive pieces as well too um so definitely one, yeah when, I'm, I'm sorry i was just gonna say sorry. the one thing i wanted to say about staff before you you got on the defense there mm-hmm. was the fact that he was held out of practice, I believe, for almost two weeks with that weird kind of Tommy John, like, ligament injury in his throwing elbow, yeah, I think it's something that the media didn't cover enough. They didn't mm-hmm. cover enough because that is huge for a guy, especially the way that he throws the ball with the certain velocity yeah. that he throws it and the different arm angles. I mean, that is huge, huge. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that he may have something lingering – I don't want to say that, you know, be possibility, he, yeah. he, he could, he could, I, I don't want to predict and, and stuff like that, but he most definitely could have something lingering. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that also affects, I think, you know, Allen Robinson as well, him not being able to get on the same page with him in the off season. Uh, yeah. Cooper cup is, you know, he's been there for, you know, two years with Matthew now. Um, and, and they've done a lot of off season work, especially going to the first season last year. So I think they're like, mano we mano there, but Allen Robinson, I just I don't think they're using him right, like you were saying. Yeah. And, you know, whether he's a good receiver or not, I think Sean McVay can get him open. So mm-hmm. that that's a concerning part to me is the fact that they can't even get him open, yeah. uh, whether that's his own fault or not. But, yeah, uh, continue. I'm sorry. Um, just the defense, you know, losing Vaughn Miller. And then, you know, they've been praised for giving away the draft picks and stuff because they did win a Super Bowl, but at some point it's going to catch up to you. And it's looking like it's catching up to them right now. The depth, offensive line depth is horrible. No depth on defense um, because they just have not been drafting anyone. And they did win a Super Bowl, but this could be a long kind of slump, I think, because um, I don't know. There's just weird stuff going on. Cam Akers is having these. He's out for personal reasons this week. Um, and Sean McVay was saying that, you know, they're working through stuff with Cam Akers. So it's not a personal reason. It's kind of a team reason. Um, so yeah, that's kind of weird and concerning. They just have a weird kind of feel. I don't know. Sean McVay is not impressing me as he did earlier in his career. Um, he's really not been impressive, but I think one thing for me, one thing for me, you know, we praised uh, the media, and when I say we, and, and I I did this as well, we praised the culture, right, that was established yeah. there with Aaron Donald, with Jalen Ramsey, with Sean McVay, right? And there was a culture that you could bring in guys like OBJ, who may have struggled somewhere else, you know, with whether that was diva, you know, related, drama related or not. You bring mm-hmm. him in and he's successful, right? Von Miller, a guy that has, you know, not played a down for the Rams until about, what, week eight, week nine last year. Yeah. And he's instant impact, right? They lose their defensive coordinator, one of the defensive coaches to you guys, the, yeah. the Broncos. So I think that's, um, you know, a piece that is underestimated as well. But my point is, is that now that they've got that ring, all people included, um, I think Sean still wants to win. He still wants to win football games. That's That's his – you know, kind of mantra, uh, his, well, there his is, idea, mentality. Yeah, my my bad. Sorry to cut you off, but no, real clear, I remember there was a story over the off season where Sean McVay was considering going into the booth to do TV stuff. So, yeah, is he, that's, 
completely committed. That's exactly committed. what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Aaron Donald, the same exact thing. I mean, yeah. at, at yeah. the prime of his career, he's like, ah, you know, I got that ring now. Mm-hmm. I don't know, scratching my head. Should I just retire? I mean, shit, I got a shitload of money. I got my yeah. ring. I got all my straight all pros, all this stuff. Um, and I think it seeped through the rest of the organization. I think you've yeah. seen it now. Where this, now, I don't want to say complacency, but maybe it is complacency of we've, uh, you know, achieved our goal. Now it's sustaining that, and they're just not all on the same page. Yeah. yeah. No, I can and, completely and agree, actually. That's, that, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That culture, I just think, is, is not broken down completely, but I think it is definitely starting to break down. And, mm-hmm. and that is something that, you know, we like we said, you know, the media and, and everyone else, including myself, you know, has praised for these last couple of years because they hadn't been drafting guys. They've been bringing in a bunch of veterans and bringing in guys that haven't been having issues with other teams and, yeah. you know, making them effective. And now it's just, it's, it's weird. Uh, it's weird. And then, and, you know, for the Bengals, the other thing I want to add for the Bengals is that the thing that's super, super concerning to me is that they really haven't played well against any good team this year. Mm-hmm. They, they really haven't. Um, and I, and you know, Pittsburgh, they're not a great team, but they've got a great defense, and they, they play them tough every single time. So they lose to them. They lose to the Cowboys without, you know, Dak Prescott. And we're starting to see them become a real, real team. Like we said earlier, I don't think they're catfishing us whatsoever. They go and beat the Jets, who I believe Joe Flacco was still playing in that game. Joe Burrow had his kind of resurgence. Okay, we're back, guys. We're back. And then they go Thursday night football, and Tua gets knocked out. Teddy's back yeah. in. They win that game. You know, I, I don't want to say because of injury, but if two is in that game, I think that's still a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they lose to the Ravens. So it's like they they could be one and four uh, yeah. after coming off of a Super Bowl appearance. And, and I don't want to say it's on Joe Barr's fault. I don't. And I agree with you that he has been pressured like nobody else. And, I mean, shit, the cough in his press conference got him, you know, just to, to shake up. Yep. I mean, the, the man's got PTSD. I hope they don't Andrew Luck him out of the league because mm-hmm. – or shit, even out of Cincinnati. I could even see that because yeah. Cincinnati has is, is just never been that organization. I mean, shit, they got a they got an indoor practice facility or a brand-new practice facility just recently this year, um, which I think is, is, you know, huge for them <laughs> because their owner doesn't spend any money on the team. You know, it's, it's more of a business for him. Uh, they've been known to be cheap in, in the past, so – you know, I, I just uh, – I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm was, really worried about the Bengals. There was one drive that I remember against a good team. This is just the only drive that has felt good. Is the first drive that they had against Miami in that Thursday night game. Um, they were super just bang, 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 bang. Like everything was sharp. Everything was clean. Uh, the run game was going, and then Joe Mixon just punched it in like with ease. And then after that, after that drive, it was just all confusion. You know, Zach Taylor, oh, do we want to do this? Oh, no. Whatever. Yeah. Just like all my receivers do little hitch routes, and we'll call it good for that play. But, like, I, I, they've had one good drive, I feel like, the entire year against a good team. Um, and I don't know what – like, I don't know why he went away from what they did in that first drive. Um, but – yeah, Bengals are con- are more con- – actually, I don't know. I don't- who are you more concerned about, real quick, Rams or Bengals? 
Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Bengals just because yeah. I, I still do believe Sean McVay. I mean, it's one of the best coaches in the NFL. I think he can still figure it out offensively speaking. Yeah. Um, cause there were periods last year where Matthew Stafford did not look good and they still won a Super Bowl. So let's just keep that where it is. Um, but yeah, the Bengals and just their lackluster offensive creativity, um, the defense not playing, obviously, as well as it did in the playoffs last year. And, and that was one thing I did hammer uh, on you about a little bit was, you know, sometimes these defenses, they might not be as great as they're playing in the playoffs because they're just playing great situational football, you know, like they did against the Chiefs. They needed that interception, that D lineman interception. They needed that Ryan Tannehill interception. And they were making the plays they needed to make. Yeah. And um, now it's just kind of back to, oh, they're just the Bengals. You know, they're nothing crazy on defense. So, uh, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I would go Bengals. Uh, just the coaching situation, I guess, is just more concerning for me. Like, I just don't trust Zach Taylor to make any adjustments or whatever. Yeah. And I know they started the season last year, um, you know, kind of slow. They were kind of – them and the Broncos were both like six and, and seven at one point when they played each other, and then the Bengals took off after that game. But – I don't know. We'll see. We will see, but um, we will see. More concerned about the Bengals. Uh, what do you want to hit on now? All right, let's get into the America's Team Quarterback Battle of the Century. Here we are. That 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 you know that that was just a complete over exaggeration. Here we got Cooper Rush. We got Dak Prescott. You know, I. Do I want to say two average quarterbacks? I don't know. We could lump them into the same conversation now. I'm not sure. But listen, there is a serious discussion to be had now no. with this team. I really do think because you're here $40 million a year. More than that, I think, actually. And and Cooper Rush is not making jack. And you're winning games with Cooper Rush. Now, I told you this before we got on. I had been hearing stuff in the media that, you know, the, the season that Dak Prescott took over for Tony Romo, before Tony Romo had made that announcement on his own, on his own, I don't believe he consulted anybody in Jason Garrett or in, in Jerry Jones. He made that announcement saying, all right, it's Dak's team, guys. I, I think I'm going to retire after this year. I don't want to make it a controversy. He's been playing great. Zeke's been playing great. We're, this is Dak's team. Since that point in time, I don't know if Jerry Jones has ever been sold on Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Have they won a playoff game? No. Um, have, you know, they they won a division? Yes. But outside of that first year, uh, oh, actually, no, they won it last year. So I can't even hate them on them too much there. But we're also talking about the NFC least up until this point. So, mm-hmm. you know, one uh, in division, okay, fine. But the thing is, is that Dak Prescott – I don't think has ever sold Jerry Jones. He he struggled giving him the money that he gave him, which I do believe yeah. Dak earns, you know, rightly so. But at the same time, maybe Jerry knew something we didn't. And the fact that they've got the team now that they have, and they're playing the way that they are with Cooper Rush, who's five and zero going back to last year when he beat Kirk Cousins on Thursday Night Football, I believe it was. If, if you remember that game, yeah, yeah. Um, he is in the last four games, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and 97.12 passer rating. He's been cool, calm, and collective. And 
And I think the difference between when he's playing and when Dak's playing is that there's just more pressure when Dak's playing. Dak feels like he needs to be throwing the ball. He feels like he needs to be scoring all these dang points, right? And now that Cooper's there, the team seems to be playing more off of each other and more for each other with Cooper at quarterback. So I, I think that's why you're seeing the defense just excel to the ways, you know, and obviously with Michael Parsons and Trayvon Diggs and DeMarcus Lawrence having a great year, you know, stepping up in their respective rights. But, you know, everyone on offense has been carrying their load as well to help Cooper out. So I, I, I just when, – when Dak Prescott gets back healthy and there were, you know, reports that he talked to uh, one of the top media people uh, for NBC or – Somebody, I forget. Um, and when he shook his hand, he gave him a real firm grip. He was like, you like my grip? As in, hey, I'm ready to play. <laughs> so, throw him in there against the Eagles? I don't know. I, I don't think it's smart. Because the Eagles, they might get after him. And they might re-injure him or something like that. And then you're back playing Cooper Rush. And, and does that, you know, falter Cooper Rush's, you know, confidence a little bit? I think, in my opinion, and you tell me what you think, but I think they stick with Cooper Rush for the rest of the season. Oh, my The goodness. rest of the season. Wow. There, wow. There is, wow, wow, wow. There is absolutely no way that can happen. No, man. you got to go to Dak. You, oh God, dude. Cooper Rush, 100 yards against the Rams, okay? 100 yards. And they win. And... Okay, I, I I understand I understand your point about Jerry Jones and the whole Dak situation with the contract situation, and then you know him shitting the bed against the the uh, Buccaneers, and then they go on to win the next four games with Cooper Rush. But dude, I mean that that Buccaneers defense is good, uh, but we can't we can't be going back to this whole winning is because of the quarterback like that that can't happen Alex Smith was making the playoffs every single year with KC and then the second Patrick Mahomes comes in they win the Super Bowl um yeah but 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 my, my thing is I don't know I think you're you're misunderstanding my point a little bit but the, the fact that the rest of the team knows they got to give it their all because they might be losing that yeah. production at the quarterback position and they're all playing better and even when Cooper needs to make the throws he's needed to make. He's made them. He's made them. I, uh, dude, I can't do it. I can't be playing Cooper Rush when there's clearly a better. It's clearly a better quarterback in Dak Prescott. He's been top ten ish in his entire career. He can, like, I know he hasn't won a playoff game and all that, but, um, you know, he leads him to a lot of wins in the regular season, but. Like, dude, you, I just can't do this whole quarterback thing. Like, Jimmy G with the Niners, he's getting praise and stuff. Um, and he's the reason they lost the Super There's just going to be one thing where it's just like, God damn it, Cooper Rush. And, you know, credit to him, that hasn't happened yet um, in these four games. But, like, Dak can do everything that Cooper Rush is doing right now and they would win all those games. I think they would I think they win all these games with Dak Prescott. I'm just I'm just gonna say that and I, I understand the team playing for each other like all right Dak's out we gotta play better but that's a horrible mindset to have as a team um first of all I think I mean that's why they're that's why they're the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> well maybe I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> no, like in my opinion, red is deck is healthy. You got to put him in there. Um, he just dangerous. He can do way more than the Cooper Rush can. You know, not as mobile as he used to be before that foot injury, but way better arm. Um, and you know, yeah, I, I, there's just no way you can start Cooper Rush for, in my opinion, I think. I, I, and I think if they were to go and do that, if they were to say, listen, Dak, you know, we, we're in a run with the hot hand right now. We're winning a bunch of games. Um, it might sever the ties between Dak and the Cowboys organization. Uh, whether that's a good thing, I don't know, uh, because then they would be stuck with Cooper Rush going mm-hmm. forward. Um, but who knows? Maybe they're I- like, hey. We've got $40 million to dangle around to whoever wants to come here. You know, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Tom Brady, if you want to keep playing or, you know, somebody like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, but I do think I'm getting such a Case Keenum vibe, Minnesota Vikings Case Keenum vibe from this Cooper Rush. I don't know what it is, man. I, you know, they were so set, Minnesota was on Bradford. And then he went down, I think, in that London game against Pittsburgh or, something along those lines in the first couple of weeks. And then after Case Keenum came in, it was like, all right, you know, we, we got to play. We, we all got to do our job. And, and Case was doing his job too. Um, not like a top 10 quarterback or anything, or even a top five quarterback, but he was doing it to, you know, his level of talent. And as long as Cooper's not making any mistakes and turning the ball over, because that's what you usually see from backup quarterbacks, you know, they're making mistakes. They're turning the ball over. And it's always about turnovers. If you turn the ball over, you won't be a starter in this league. So if he can just keep keep on turning, you know, he doesn't got to do anything crazy. I really do believe that because that team is is very well-rounded. Um, I think they could be in a real predicament. But it seems like Dak wants to play. And and if Jerry is like, ah, uh, you healthy? And he's like, yeah. And – and Jerry still says, oh, we're going to start Cooper this week against Philly. Dak could start rubbing Dak the wrong way. All right. And... All right. This, will, this is – if Cooper Rush beats Philadelphia I, – I hate saying – I hate saying if a quarterback beats a team because the quarterback doesn't control everything. But if they win with Cooper Rush at quarterback and he doesn't make any mistakes against Philly – no, no, I don't. There's still no <laughs> argument. There's still no argument. It still isn't because, dude, but I could definitely see Dak starting and then them losing off of some just like unlucky shit. And then people be like, oh, start Cooper Rush. Like he, after like Zeke fumbles and they go return it for six, you know, it's all Dak's fault for that. But yeah, I, um, I, I think um, honestly, they can beat Philadelphia this week with Cooper Rush. I don't think that's an exaggeration. Uh, they've got the defensive line that yeah. I think can match up with Philly, make Hurts put it in the air, which isn't an issue. We were talking about that earlier. You know, he's proven he can get the ball through the air to his guys. But I don't know, man. Like, yeah, they got this mojo going. They got this mojo going. I, I'm not picking them. I'm not picking them. Don't okay. get me wrong, all right? But I could see a possibility where they win that game with Cooper. And and what if it's a game where Cooper just flat out balls? That's the thing, though. I don't think he can. Like, he just can't. I don't. I don't know. There's no. There's not enough talent there to just ball out unless he just dinks his dunk and dunks his way, and they give him like forty attempts. You know, his max has been thirty-one attempts, so there's obviously a clear cap. He threw the ball sixteen times. Like, 
you think Cowboys trust Cooper Rush with him with if they're letting if they're having him throw 16 times? Um, I, I don't think they do. I don't think he'll make that wow play where oh he escapes out of the pocket, makes something happen, and then throws an absolute dime. Like he he can't do that, whereas Dak can do that. Yeah. Um and you just got to be so simple with the offense here with Cooper Rush, I think. But they are winning. I, you know, it, 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 he's gone against 17 points, 16 points, 10 points, 10 points. That's his, that's been his competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's gotten into the 20s, but Dak's getting into the 30s. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm not going to hate on you. I'm not going to say that's wrong or nothing. I just, uh, I think it's fun to just, uh, yeah, I know. It is talk fun. about Cooper a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, type thing. But, uh, all right. Uh, last. Uh, topic here, or actually, did you? We can kind of want to go over, uh, Mr. Um, uh... Russ. Is he an elite QB <laughs> right now? He's not playing like he's an elite QB, so I mean, that's it. I already talked about Russ earlier. But, um... <laughs> all right, all right, listen, listen, listen. Then let's let's do who is the best team in football right now, in your estimation, as your hire? Go the Buffalo Bills. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. Josh Allen, I think Ooh, is he the best quarterback in football? Do I want to put my boy Mahomes? Ooh. Mahomes has been my favorite player here for the past like three years. Um, I have been a Mahomes D writer, but Josh Allen <laughs> is so dominant, man. He's just so dominant. And like I just wish I could throw a football like him like did you see the angle that they showed with yeah. that, that gabriel davis touchdown he was in the yep. like that back angle i mean oh my god dude mm-hmm. like how he can just flick a ball so accurately like that um it, yeah it's really insane obviously his running skills is better than mahomes mahomes just has that it, it, it just something different though like that creativity um like he makes he makes stuff happen that Josh Allen can't, um, and, and vice versa. But uh, I th- I mean we're going by team. I don't know why I'm getting in this whole Mahomes Josh Allen, but the defense obviously is better in Buffalo, and I think the weapons are better in Buffalo. Um, so yeah, I would say the Bills are the best team. Okay, I mean I was telling you this before. I think it's really between four teams. The four teams for me. Um, I mean, it's really tight between these teams. Uh, I've got the Eagles, I've got the Bills, the Chiefs, and the San Francisco 49ers. Niners. They're missing a lot of guys, and they're throwing guys around like it's it's nobody's man. So, I and they've made a Super Bowl before with Jimmy G, but yeah, it, it's hard for me to pick one of these teams. I, I really want to say it's either the Bills, the Chiefs, or the Eagles, um, mm-hmm. and then the Niners kind of like that, like, 1A. But, yeah, I I don't know yet. And that's what I'm going to say, if that's even an answer. I don't know yet. Well, we um, definitely have a – we'll definitely have a clearer answer uh, Sunday at about 5 – at about, yeah, 5 p.m. We will we'll know, you know, Bill's Chiefs. I, Bill's I Chiefs think if the Chiefs team. come out and win that game, uh, and it, it's at home, right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career he's been a home underdog. Wow. They're underdogs, yeah. too. Yep. Wow. 
if if the Chiefs can come out and, and beat the Bills and just kind of stay in their in the Bills' little back of their head, like, hey, we like, I don't know, man. Like, they might be the best team in the football, but ah, man, the Eagles just got all the boxes checked. Like you said, Josh Allen is just fucking spectacular, and that defensive line is insane too. Yeah, um, and they're missing their both their starting all pro safeties, so. Yeah. That's also, you know, they're doing it without those guys. Um, kind of like how the Niners, like I said, you know, they're missing a bunch of guys and they're getting they're getting you know. healthy though. I think Poyer was back last week. Um, and other than Micah Hyde, there's no injuries I saw on their injury okay. report. Um, so they are getting healthy. Uh, yeah. The thing that just scares me about the Bills is that they can't run the ball unless yeah. Josh Allen does, and, and that. That's always that been the issue. Me. Yeah, that scares me. It's always been the issue. You're right. It, exactly it right. It is the issue with the Chiefs too. That's always been their issue offensively. But Mahomes is just so good, um, and Andy Reid is good. Um, I, I think Clyde. I think Clyde is having a little bit of a resurgence. I think he is, and I'm not just saying that because I traded for him in fantasy football, but <laughs> he has been playing pretty well this year. I think. Um, is he better than any Bills running back? Yes. Um, and I think Andy Reid's schemes with running the ball are way better than what they've got up in Buffalo as well, only in the sense of when they had an actual running back, running back like Kareem Hunt, they were deadly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I like the Niners, their one deficiency is, you know, Jimmy G, you know, like can he make those throws? Yeah. If he needs to air the ball out for 400 yards, I don't know. I don't know. Um because he's not throwing 400 yards. He's probably throwing like 150 and Debo and Kittle are getting the other 250 uh, in rack. Right. Um, fuck, man. I, honestly, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm going to just ride the hot Ooh. hand. Okay. 5-0, and oh, you know, they can just do everything. That's what makes them so deadly. And, yeah. and I don't think that they can run the ball for fucking 300 yards. They can pass the ball for 400 yards. They, they can stop you, you know running the ball in defense. They can stop the pass. I mean, they've got playmakers everywhere. Um, and the, the one thing, too, is they've got such a great offensive and defensive line. And I, and I think that's that's the one thing where I really like the Niners, too, is that they've just got dogs on both the trenches. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with the Eagles still as the best team in football. All but right. I like it. I like all it. Right. All right. I mean, is there anything else you want to touch on for today? Don't think so. This has been a hefty episode, but it um, has been a hefty episode. We needed to hit on a lot because it's been a while since the last one. So, but don't think there's anything else to really hit on right now. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. It has been a hefty episode, but now since we are on anchor, y'all can just put this on and just you yep. know do some exercise or whatever. Go to the know. gym like us. Go to we're about gym. to go. To the yeah, gym. we're about to go hit the gym. You know, because mm-hmm. we're we're fit people. Yeah, um, maybe we'll just yeah. listen to our own episode, like some narcissistic type <laughs> shit. <laughs> I love that, man. We're gonna end on that right there. Thank yeah. you guys for listening to the Ed podcast. Uh, if you haven't followed our Instagram, go follow that, and uh, we'll get this up by tonight. All right, so y'all have a nice day. Stay up, Peace. be safe. Peace.